Welcome to the Prepare to Win podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver, here with Dane Lee. Uh, today, we're going to get into uh, a little bit of nutrition talk, uh, maybe into some motivational talk, uh, depending if we have enough time here. And we're on the I need more caffeine version today. <laughs> I had some a while ago. Now I'm starting to like die out because I hardly slept last night. So fun times. So if I end up snoozing over here, you're gonna have to take over and <laughs> just, ca- best. just carry everything. So just kick you under the table to wake you up. Um, <clears throat> oh, let me get all the cracks out, stretches. Um, so a lot of people will ask things uh, about nutritional timing, um, and exactly like what they should eat uh, at specific times and things like that. Now you have to remember, like. Um, timing is not top priority, but at the same time, if we're being optimal and we want to get better, and especially if you are an elite level athlete, um, or you're looking to be an elite level athlete at some point, you're going to have to really dial these small factors in to get that extra, you know, 1%, half percent, quarter percent, whatever a day, a week, um, to get better. And it's not a one size fits all model, but there are things that uh, we have found and, and studies have found that seem to work um, for most people. So, um, you know, take it for what it is, do your own research, but um, this is kind of what we've seen, you know, can happen. Um, you know, one thing I kind of want to reiterate before we get going is you guys got to understand, like, you don't always you know, need a certain amount of food to hit a certain amount of numbers. I've been seeing that with like lifters lately. I I even had uh, a nutrition client tell me that is like they were going through now, mind you, they need to recomp their body if they want to stay in their weight class and to drop down a little bit of body fat and start to build back up. Um, So we pulled some food away and it wasn't a tremendous amount at all. Um, Still plenty of food in there to get through workouts. Um, But as we've talked about before, you know, some people have this expectation like, well, I need to eat this certain amount of food because I have this certain workout coming up or this certain intensity coming up and I really need to eat more to be able to hit those intensities. And 90% of the time, that's not the case. You don't really need this arbitrary number of carbs and calories to hit X amount of weight. Um, And we've proven that so many times. Um, right now I have a client who is a, uh, top tier weightlifter who is a possible world team candidate. Um, and he'll be at nationals. He's dropped roughly 10 kilos over the last couple months. And, uh, you know, you guys can do that math. It's roughly 20 pounds. Um, let's call it on average. He's, he's fluctuated down about eight kilos, right? Um, and he's still destroying weights. He's not getting any weaker. And this is something that happens when you have good synergy between, you know, his coach um, for weightlifting, for his programming and stuff, and then the nutrition side. But then the athlete is doing what they're supposed to do. And he's bought into the fact that, you know, if I want to be uh, more competitive and possibly on the USA team, then I need to be in this weight class, right? So... um you know, if you get in that mindset where like, oh my God, I didn't eat enough today or, you know, yes, that can, that can have an effect, but sometimes like I have lifters right now going through this, you have to sacrifice the short term, um, maybe not top end strength to get your body where it needs to be for long-term goals. Right. Um, and that goes both ways. Sometimes you're going to have to eat up, you know, it's not just all about breaking down. So um, but I get a lot of questions and I, I know Dane's had them, um, about post-workout. And I think you had one specifically about post-workout carbs, uh, of, of well, what, what to eat. Like what are the best post-workout foods for recovery? Okay. So is, is, um, you know, and, and obviously we're going to get into carbs then. Um, <clears throat> so Again, if we're if we're doing optimal timing, let's just talk about that briefly because I think we've talked about it in another podcast. 
um, let's say you're an afternoon workout person, you know, during the day you're going to eat moderate amounts of all macros, right? So when you wake up, you're kind of, you know, it's called breakfast for a reason. You're breaking a fast. So I really strive for people to push a good, um, dense, calorically dense, um, breakfast, right? And I mean, you need to get up and make eggs. You need to make, you know, your oats, your waffles, your whatever you're going to have, right? You need to have a little bit of fruit. Um, you know, throw some peppers in your eggs and get some micros in. start the day off kind of right and on the right tone. Some days it's not always going to be that way, but that's just how it is. Um, you know, if you're, if you're prepped right, then you're eating, you know, moderate amount of carbs, fats, and protein throughout the day coming into before a workout, you know, typically you're going to eat a little bit higher carb about an hour and a half, two hours out from the workout, uh, limit your fat to a, a moderate amount just because you don't want too much fat because it's going to make you sluggish. It's just going to slow you down a bit. Right. And then an adequate amount of protein. So, um, we're not, again, we're not getting deep into the whys for that. Cause we're going to talk about post. Um, so you go through your workout, you know, maybe you had intra carbs, maybe you didn't, we're not going to get into, you know, what science says about taking intra carbs and all that, but let's talk post. Well, I know if I talk about each specific point of the day, you know, we're going to be here for for a little while. Right. All right. So, um, post-workout. All right. You have to take into account one, simply what you just did. What was the intensity? What was the duration? What was the volume? Um, you know, how much did you eat during the day? Because again, how, how many, much macros do you even have left, you know, or are you a morning workout person and you just hit your workout and you have the rest of the day, you know, it's going to fluctuate a little bit here. Um, what's coming up? Do you work out again tomorrow? Do you uh, have a heavy lift tomorrow? Do you have a long run tomorrow? Um, are you taking two days rest? You know, a lot of things start to come into play, right? The quicker the turnaround, the more you need. The quicker the turnaround in intensity, the more you need. Okay. So that's very simple terms. All right. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is simply eat more food, more carbs, because you're, you're trying to get Everything's starting to restore, repair as fast as possible because you have to turn around, do it again tomorrow or two days later or whatever, right? Um, <clears throat> so as far as you know, specific foods, I always tell people within a, that couple hour window post-workout, um, you want to strive to get more carbs in kind of limit the fats because it's going to slow down the digestion of those carbs and we're trying to get those in as fast as possible same with protein is going to slow things down a bit now you know everyone screams the anabolic window and all this stuff right um i'm not saying don't take in any protein it is fine it's perfectly fine if you want to take in protein right away after a workout that's Mm -hmm. that's completely fine um, start to get some different amino acids back in there, start th- getting those things broken down, right? Um, at, you, you have, let's let's call it like within the hour, we should probably take in some protein, all right? Okay. If we want to be optimal. But I usually tell people post-workout, have something like a banana with you, an apple, something kind of quick. And, um, sugary in a sense of like, I am a big proponent of fruit because you're going to get a, a heavy dose of micros in there. It's pretty quick digesting. It's easy for your body to break down. Um, so I like, you know, oranges, apples, bananas, uh, things like that, you know, kind of pick your, pick your poison on what, what fruit you like to eat and what's easy to, uh, to carry around. But that's the other thing is it doesn't matter if it's five degrees out or a hundred degrees out, you know, you can take those with you and 
they'll be fine. I mean, I probably wouldn't leave the banana in your car all day, <laughs> but especially um, on the hundred degree day. Yeah, you probably don't want to leave that in your car, but you can transport fairly easily. You don't have to worry about keeping it like extraordinary cold or or, or anything. You can take it a a cooler lunchbox or something like that, and it'll probably be fine. Um, so I'm a big proponent of immediately as quick as possible. Let's get those in. Um, if you do not have that, there's other good things you can do. Um, the, uh, God, I should have pulled this up uh, prior to that. Sorry, but, um, I'll, I'll explain it in simple terms. I just wanted to make sure I get some numbers, right. But, um, post-workout, you want to take in things like you know, obviously the carbs, the salts, and all that. So an actual perfect uh, recovery drink, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know post-workout drink or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of the best out there. You know, you guys have probably heard it. Chocolate milk is pretty good. Yeah. I prefer uh, a little bit of orange juice and then a sh- and then sugar. <laughs> <laughs> orange juice and then add salt to that. So I, I really like that one because it's kind of a quick hydration drink do you actually add the salt or do you just like take the salt and wash you, it down you, you could you can add it to the drink okay or you can um you know if you want to just take it a little packet of salt in your mouth whatever you want because they have those gator light packets i think they're like 700 yeah milligrams. so you want um that's why i was looking up the uh i had my notes and now i can't seem to find them on the specifics of how much exactly on your sodium uh, and how much on your uh, water and stuff. And I'm blanking on where I have that stored. But I want to get my numbers right. Uh, but it basically, post-workout, water, um, water, sodium, potassium, carbs, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a breakdown. Um, I believe the potassium to sodium is a one-to-four ratio. So... Um, for uh being you want you want a quarter amount of the potassium as you do on your sodium you want your sodium to be higher right uh water intake that's going to vary from person to person because again we're all different human beings different sizes different muscle masses um different we live in different regions how hot is it out you know all these things and then the carbs are going to kind of vary too because again what did you do what's your body mass you know, how essentially lean are you? What's the goal? You know, all these things, how much of your macros do you have? Right. Um, so if we want basic foods to start taking in, we have our banana and then possibly we have a little bit of the orange juice with the sodium and then we take down water. That's your hydration, right? From there, your post-workout meal, notice that was just kind of like, let's get the hydration going, let's get the carbs going. Your post-workout meal, I love for things like um, rices, you know, sweet potato isn't too bad. Um, We still want within that first two-hour window, things to be pretty quickly digesting, but you can mix in some slower digesting carbs in there also. Um, the point though, is to try to get a lot of this in as quick as possible. So we, that's why I like the white rice. Um, and then having some sort of vegetable with that, I don't care what it is. Cause again, our muscles are like sponges. So we want to flush in as much nutrients as we can during that time. So that's where we're replenishing. Again, this is why I like the orange juice, uh, for vitamin C, mm-hmm. you know, uh, B complex vitamins, C vitamins. These are very important to, uh, body functions as far as you know contractions and energy and things like that um we can go through a whole host of all the vitamins and what they do right um but then you're you're you know you're coming into that meal that's when you can have a little bit of protein i think too so i mean if you didn't have a shake okay if you had a shake you know it's not going to be the end of the world yeah um but at that point let's go for um something lean you know white meat or uh egg white something like that something without a lot of fat Okay. So chicken, fi- uh, fishes that aren't overly fatty, um, or maybe you have like one egg and then some egg whites or something like that. Mm-hmm. So again, we're not getting in a ton of fats, but we're starting to push the carbs, starting to push the nutrients. Um, now did we want, 
did they want to know specifics on the amount, was it? Or just types I of did. foods to eat? Yeah, when we okay. were talking before, the question was simply, what are the best foods to eat after training for recovery? Yeah. And I thought, well, we've talked about it yeah. to some extent before. But I thought, without getting too far into the science of it, we can definitely give more detail because mm-hmm. it does seem like there are the folks who simply don't know and they're doing it wrong. Yeah. And then there are those athletes who they think they're doing it right and they're missing it by just a little, but even that little bit makes a big difference. So mm-hmm. the amounts I think would start to cover some of those bases. Yeah. Um, this is a, the only loaded part about that is you start to get into this realm of you're going to have people that only have 250 carbs in a day. Okay. And let's say that you want to eat 1.5 grams per kilo Okay. post-workout. All right. When I say post-workout, I mean in a four-hour window. I'm not meaning, you know, immediately after slam, you know, 150, 200 carbs. Right. But those people that might only have 250 carbs in a day, and again, let's just say they weigh, um, I don't know, say they weigh 80 kilos or something, they're going to look at that and be like, well... There's all my carbs. I have to eat it all. You know, can't eat any carbs until after my workout. Sorry. No. You know, so you come into this gray area of like, because again, I have, um, I have a uh, 130 pound female that is a CrossFit athlete that does multiple workouts in a day. And she's pushed to 300 and mid 300s, 330 on carbs in a day, you know, and I have people that, um, do a fair amount of working out and things and weigh 150 and their carbs are at like, you know, 180, 200. So it's going to depend on your phase. It's going to depend where you're at. It's Mm going to depend on how, how quickly we need those things to turn around. And then also where are you at in your training? You know, it, for that person that's able to work out multiple times a day and has been doing this for years mm-hmm. and is fairly lean and things like, yes, we can shovel a lot of, a lot of food in there. And it's going to get burned up, you know, right. someone that might have a little bit higher body fat percentage, maybe isn't as deep into it. Um, they might not be able to handle as much. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's very hard to set, set numbers. Um, if I had to say like. There's this ultimate golden rule, right? Like you have to do this, right? I would say post-workout, you need to be saving at least one gram per kilo body weight. Okay. All right. If you are on higher carbs, we can dramatically bring that up. If But if you're not, you know, um, that would mean like a 100 kilo, 220 pound guy uh, gets 100 carbs, Post, post-workout. Notice I didn't say all day, right? So we're talking a short window afterwards. Now, if it's a, let's say it's a, a 100, ki- uh, 100 kilo, 220 pound guy, mm-hmm. and they are, you know, 10, 11% body fat, and they're a competitive power lifter, and they're in a more intense phase in their training. We're probably going to bump that closer to like probably two, maybe even close to 2.2 carbs uh, per kilo, you know, Mm post-workout. So that's, uh, that's a hell of a lot more. Right. Yeah. So you notice there's a huge difference there. Again, takes into you have to take in. This is what nutrition coaches like. This is where you come in and and give this guidance. You have to take into account all these factors. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're a sport athlete, like I have football players that are getting ready for two a days, right? Um, 
you know, those two days in the summer when you're out there for six, seven hours. Oh God. Yeah. Hydration and, and the food you eat when you're done with that two a day is going to be vital to repairing and getting ready for the next day. Mm-hmm. Right. So you'll see these kids like these, you know, especially as higher level athletes go home and eat 400 carbs at night to be able to be prepared for the next day. Right. Right. So, um, do you have anything you want to jump in on there? I just think, you know, in other situations we talk about how the answer, like it depends is limiting. Uh, in this case, I think it's more like that is the advice. Like you need to have someone who's going to help you figure these things out because it really is that specific. You can't give a blanket statement on numbers Mm -hmm. uh, for each person. Now we can give some generalizations. Like you said, if you're not getting at least one gram per kilogram, like you need to reassess what you're doing. Yeah. But taking into account, like you said, where are you in the season? What is your body type? What's the sport that you're doing? What's all the other factors, your total numbers, the goal, et cetera. Doing that with someone who has worked with you long enough to understand your body and what it goes through is absolutely critical. Yeah. But even if you don't have the exact number, if you're looking at what you're eating and you're not coming close to even what we're talking about, understand that you're leaving a lot of performance on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, it's kind of, as I said earlier, like we don't want to make the excuse like, Oh my God, I didn't eat enough. And that's right. why, but yes, that can actually be an excuse sometimes because if you're grossly under eating, you mm-hmm. might get by that next day. You might get by the next workout after that. Mm-hmm. You will not get by weeks down the line trying to do that it won't happen and this is why like when i take people through extraordinary cuts um bodybuilding clients i've had before we have to watch what types of exercises we're putting in there what intensity we're pushing to with where their food is at so you get um you know you get on some of these bodybuilding preps and like you might get one to 1.2 you know uh grams of carbs per kilo in an entire day, sometimes, I mean, it gets pretty dramatic, yeah. you know, for some people. Um, I've been lucky enough that I've had clients that have accepted, especially my bodybuilding side, have accepted um, the hard pushes of food upward in the off season that we haven't had to pull to insane levels. Oh, that's good. Um, and I, I don't want to call those people insane because I get everyone has a goal, you know, and especially if you want to be at that top tier, you're going to need to... But those people, even at that top tier, some of them have built their metabolisms up so well and they're just burning so much that like you you so you won't hear like the fifty carb or no carb days. You know? Yeah. Maybe at the very end of a depletion. Um but it's you know, there's guys that can get shredded, females that can get shredded on a hundred carbs a day still. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm talking show lean like peeled right like you said they've just built it up Mm -hmm. so much and then they and they feed up you know 300 carbs or whatever um and a bunch of water and blow (laughs) up and they go on vascular (laughs) as hell and just shred it and Mm -hmm. you know as long as you don't spill over you're good right um and again that's where like something like that even where you you introduce that stuff it comes down to such a fucking exact amount right you know and that's where people don't get for your performance side post-workout that that all comes into play your macros in general all these factors come into Mm -hmm. play everyone just thinks and i you know i see it every single week i have so many nutrition clients that every week i see almost every scenario you can possibly imagine right people unbloated for okay you know people that Oh, I fought my weight finally budged. It's been two weeks. Like that's not finally. All right. People have these expectations of things happening so fast and they don't understand how deep rooted all this stuff is in your body. Um, for someone like me, you know, I Lindsay made fun of me the other day. I was like, Man, I got gotta stop eating so much bread. And she was like, uh, you know, because she was yeah. like Okay, like, you know, but she, like, I was like, no, you're taking it out of context. For me, um, it is a food, like, I, you know, I went to Subway and had a sub and, a, mm-hmm. you know, 
um, or I'll eat a bagel at home or I'll make a, you know, sandwich like white bread will make my stomach bubbly and, you know, things like that. It just doesn't, I get like a gassy bloat from it. No okay. way. Right. Doesn't mean I won't eat it. I had it. <laughs> I had a sourdough today. Like I had some, you know, bread a little bit ago and a panini, like, um, but there's certain, I just know certain foods. If I was going to get show lean or just extraordinary lean, I would not eat those foods because right. it would give me a false uh, interpretation of where I'm actually at. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, I know we're on this other topic, but I, I just want to point that out that like you need to start to realize what each food does to your body. And I, God, I'm going to hear five people tell me that bread, I can't eat it now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking like you have to know this over a hundred times of eating that food, not just once or twice, right. you know, like you have to know over a, a, a long period that, okay, if I eat this food, this is what it does. Like I have people, I, they know if they eat ice cream, something bad's going to happen one yep. way or the other, you know, they're either not going to go or they're going to go too much. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know what they do? They stay the fuck away from ice cream yep. and they know if they eat it, they're taking that risk. Right. Um, so like you have to become so much, so in tune with your body and understand how this all works. And I think that people need to, people do need to go through those low carb times. So you actually know what it feels like to not have carbs in your body. Yeah. You know, an adequate amount. You need to go through cuts to understand like, oh, this is what it's like to actually be hungry. Mm-hmm. This is what it's like to work out when I do. Oh my God. I just, I had a great workout and I hardly ate me yesterday. I had 90 grams of carbs before I did Tillman. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 90, 89 degrees in the gym at what? Th- Three thirty, four in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Whenever I started working out, all right, and I had ninety carbs to that point in the day. Um, no one to blame on there but myself, you know. So, ideal? No. Did it still go all right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So I think people need to put themselves in those situations and then you'll understand one you can push through those things on your lower foods and all that mm-hmm. but then you start to understand what your body can do you know when you mm-hmm. don't have carbs and you add them in you watch your body just morph and change almost within a couple hours yeah and you get vascular and like your muscles are all bulging out you know what i mean get a little pump going um <clears throat> And you need to see how quick things can sway, you know, but back to the topic of like being prepared for your next workouts. Um, we talked about carbs. All right. So we got that down, right? The other side of that would be protein. All right. So, you know, for me, again, if we're golden ruling it in a day, your protein should be about one one gram per pound body weight, right? That's kind of the golden rule everyone hears. It can be 0.8, 0.9 for some people. It can be as high as 1.4 for other people. Um, there are some studies that have found that a higher protein uh, diet during a cutting phase does actually help uh, maintain a little bit more muscle. Um, now all you fucking moron trainers that immediately put people on high protein, low carb diets, you're an idiot. All right. I just want to let you guys know that that's not how you do that. That's not how it's supposed to be. Um, because there's people that can handle a lot more food and you just starve them out right away. And you think you're a fucking guru. No. Um, I've seen some ridiculous, I've seen two, two grams per pound body weight. And then like, uh, <laughs> like maybe 0. 0.75 on, uh, per kilogram on carbs like i've seen some insane shit yeah yeah i'm gonna do some math real oh i've dude i'll tell you now i've seen people on uh, i've seen females 160 pound females on 200 grams of protein a day and 50 carbs yeah oh my god yeah i've seen uh 200 200 200 
240-ish pound. You know, this female is like about six foot tall, um, 240-pound female uh, lifter that was on uh, one day, like no, basically no carbs. And our protein was all always constant at like 1.3. And like the – yeah, it made no sense. We went over that one before Okay, where they had like crazy carbs just because it was a squat day. And oh, then yeah. no carbs <laughs> the next day. So um, – <clears throat> But as far as like protein, it, it doesn't matter in a sense. Um, you can eat all your protein in the morning. It's just going to take a long time to digest. Mm-hmm. It'd be really stupid to do or at night or whatever. Um, I always recommend leaving, you know, a fair amount at night. Um, so you have some that kind of digest through the night as well. So... Typically, uh, later at night is when I like to do the, th- the things like steaks. Um, eggs are good. I like eggs, you know. Um, and then if you want to go the slow digestion route, you go with like Greek yogurt, things like that. Yeah. So, um, I think especially like the red meats and the Greek yogurt, that also gives you a more full feeling. So mm-hmm. then you're not waking up in the middle of the night and feeling hungry. So I think that helps a lot. Um, and then for fats, I like fats before bed um, and later in the day. Because, uh, again, if there's going to be a time where you're going to feel a little bit more sluggish or need something again fat's going to be slower to break down Mm -hmm. so you're going to have that through the night to kind of your body's going to kind of feed on that a little bit um your blood sugar won't i mean when i say fats i'm not talking like just slam five burgers or anything right um but your body uh blood sugar won't like spike up too much to where for some people that'll keep them up right because they'll feel like you're just like you know, crazy. Um, you'll get twitchy and things want to move, right? Um, or it can also disturb your sleep cycle for some people. Yeah. Some people me. some people I know can eat it and just fucking go to... It's the same people I can drink caffeine and go to sleep. They're anomalies. <laughs> fucking weird. Yep. Um, me, I you know, I'm kind of an in-between. As I've gotten older, I'm like... And my stress has gotten higher. I found that I sh- I try not to eat a, a ton of carb right before bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll still have some, but I, I try to stay away from some things. Like I won't have uh, like waffles and syrup. You know what I mean? Just yeah. send it through the roof, and then I'm I'm up. So I've, this is on a tangent off to the random direction, but they have these continuous glucose monitors now mm-hmm. that you just buy. Yeah, get a subscription to it, and I've wanted to do it, and then start eating different things at night to see, like what my levels are through the night, mm-hmm. um, and just trying out like different proteins and different fats and different amounts and whatnot. It just it made me think of it when you're saying that because I'm someone who I can eat almost anything and still go sleep, but I've been paying attention more so to my sleep quality over the past like year or so. Yeah, and I noticed that there are certain foods that. I don't wake up anymore often, but the quality is definitely diminished yeah. with it. So I'm not getting that 3 or 4 a.m. wake up where you're like, oh, I just need food or something right now. You like yeah. sit up wide awake. But there's definitely some kind of effect going on, and I'm just I'm curious what that might be. Yeah. Well, it depends on um, – for me, I've noticed like if I eat something heavy and fatty um, where my blood pressure jumps up, mm-hmm. that will definitely uh, – make it hard to fall asleep and then anything like this is why again Lindsay will make her waffles and i can't do that because i notice like every time i eat them i end up like wide awake for hours after Mm -hmm. and i'm just up and um i've done that because i have glucose monitor at home so i've actually eaten and then i'll check it now people don't realize like your blood glucose could uh continue to elevate for about two hours after you eat right Mm mm-hmm so I've taken it, you know, and it's say in the seventies, right? Okay. And then I've eaten certain things and checked it again and watched to where it gets to. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then how long or what is it in the morning? 
So I've kind of messed around with that stuff before, mm-hmm. you know, and I've had some mornings where I've woken up, my blood sugar was still pretty high. You know, it was, it was up like around a hundred oh, wow. high nineties, um, from things that I ate the night before. Gotcha. So, um, <clears throat> you do that enough, you start to see the patterns in. And it's not going to be good. Your A1C is going to be up. Yeah. You know. So um, the reason I started actually doing that is because I had a blood test where my sugars, now I was fasted, were still at like 102. I was like, really? Hmm. All right. I took another uh, at one point. You know, I had some normal. And I took another at one time. It was like 105. Like, all right, now I'm curious. So Mm -hmm. I started kind of checking for a while off and on. Um and figuring out what was what and how and why. And, um, you know, I had my doctors, I was like, check my A1C. Let's see where that's at, you know, things like that. So, um, especially, you know, for me being the level of powerlifter that I was, I, I mean, I was trying to push my food. So, um, if for people that don't know, like type two diabetes, um, happens a lot in athletes because especially when they, stop competing because they're still trying to push food like they're competing right they don't realize you got to bring it down but also like you know i'm pushing my weight and i'm pushing you know a little bit more body fat up on that you know and Mm -hmm. pushing 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 um to try to keep my weight up right and so i wanted i never wanted to fall into that realm where like oh shit i have this problem now because i didn't eat right now, most of my blood work, uh, my fast, fasting glucose is usually somewhere between like mid-70s and 80, maybe low 80s uh, for the most part. So um, I haven't really, you know, I haven't worried about it. I have no issue there. But it was cool to see, mm-hmm. you know, when you eat, like how far it can spike up, how far it comes down. How long it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, like even uh, they, you know, when they check your A1C, they have you. Uh, they'll check, and then they'll have you do also uh, a test where they they check your reaction to something. So they'll have you drink like orange juice, mm-hmm. and then go in and get blood work uh, like forty five minutes later. So, so cool things. I wanted to go back to something. One of the things that, like, I've been looking at with research, is the different systems and how they respond with recovery. Yeah. And the one that came up recently that it just happened to time out perfectly with when this person asked the question was looking at the immune system and inflammation. And so you look at like everyone knows every form of exercise promotes inflammation for a period of time. Oh, oh my God, I'm inflamed. Yeah. What's going on? Well, some of them think that if you have a lot of inflammation, it must have been a really good workout. Probably just hot sugars. Yeah. This is all it is. That's all it is. Just don't eat sugars. Right. Just go keto. And then you won't have any inflammation. <laughs> but so the handful of things that end up getting elevated uh, with like your interleukins and red blood cells and cytokines, but red blood cells in particular. Mm. So everything that happens from the moment, well, I mean, actually, even while you're doing it, but as far as recovery from what you're doing, as soon as you stop, yeah. requires cellular metabolism. Mm-hmm. And that word metabolism means that you need oxygen and energy to do it. So if you don't have red blood cells bringing enough oxygen, mm-hmm. then it's not going to do its job effectively. And one of those jobs is to get rid of the inflammation that you've created. Yeah. Red blood cells rely completely on glucose. Mm-hmm. It's your only energy source. So if they don't have the energy from carbohydrates, they're not going to be able to do their job as effectively. Yeah. And energy in general for ATP comes largely almost ex- not exclusively but, but mostly all, mostly yeah. from carbohydrates from mm-hmm. glucose so part of the research that i was looking at the study that they had in there they had two groups of trained athletes this wasn't even like you know uh they were experienced athletes you know how they have those ones where it's like we took untrained males from yeah. 18 and yeah. we saw this increase it's like yeah you can see an increase in anybody if they're untrained but they had one group that did carbohydrates at a a lower level not low just lower Mm -hmm. and the other group at a higher level so they're both getting carbs Mm -hmm. the group that it was at the higher carbohydrate intake and i don't remember the exact numbers per kilogram 
on that one showed a significantly decrease or significant decrease in all the pro-inflammatory markers, mm-hmm. in particular in cortisol. Yeah. Cortisol blunts muscular growth. Mm, growth hormone. Right. Yeah. So if you think that you're doing this right, because you're like, well, I had carbs, but you're not doing the extra work. Mm-hmm. Like this is just further evidence on here are the things that are happening to you. Here's why you want to pay attention to this. It's not just, well, I don't really care too much about like if I get like big and muscular afterwards. Like, no, there's a significant effect on your immune system, on the strength of your immune system and what else is going on in your body. If you're not, even if you're doing the right thing, if you're not doing enough of the right thing, this is still happening. Yeah. That, you know, I want people to understand. Yeah. Well, and you're talking, that study was done for post-workout. Yep. Yeah. Um, so with like, that's like a classic thing. That's why I said the thing about sugar. Um, because there's this big stigma around like, if you have carbs, you're going to have inflammation. It's just an automatic thing. Right. Like, and that's why there you'll, you'll hear a lot of people talk about like going on like fasts and things like that or, mm you know, whatever, 20, 24 hour fast, to reduce inflammation or 48 hour fast to reduce inflammation and all this stuff. Um, and it's like, I'm not going to say there, there, there can't be evidence to some of that, but at the same time, what we've seen and like what this will show is generally the people that add in more carbs um, especially again, post-workout when it's needed to replenish the most. I should, you know? yeah, I should specify they were looking at like anaerobic training. Yeah. So if you go out, go for a walk, you don't have to worry about like <laughs> loading up on carbs. Yeah, let me load up on carbs. And that's where it gets miscommunicated. I think too, is because like, yeah. So if you're loading up on carbs and you're eating fucking candy bars, every hour you know what i mean like if you're eating just shit and you don't do anything yeah sure inflammation markers are probably going to be up yeah you know um anytime we work out like you said you're gonna have inflammation and your body's gonna respond to that mm-hmm. it needs to yeah and that this is how you progress you right. have to cause inflammation breakdown you know all these things that happen there has mm-hmm. to be some form of stimulus it just has to happen, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there's this big stigma that like, okay, then if you uh, have too many carbs in a day, that's where like CrossFit was notorious for that a long time ago with the paleo thing and yeah. all that, that, oh, this is reducing like inflammation and, um, you know, your body will use its own fat, you know, we were made. We were made to be, and it'll process the, protein yeah, and yeah. turn it through nuclear, yeah, and neoglucogenesis. Yeah, and we were, you know, meant to be in the woods for four days without food, and like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear that shit. Like, no, oh, man. Um, if you notice again, what happens, and I'm not saying that there's not some things helping this at times. But if you notice that, and there's many factors to this, but if you notice that people just keep getting better, records keep getting broken, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, think of like any sport, records keep getting broken, right? Mm-hmm. What's evolving is the nutrition, the science, the training, the you know, all these things are starting to evolve. Um Granted, back in the day, there was probably a smaller pool of people, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe not as focused on it. The foods were, you know, quote unquote, fresher, but people are starting, like things are starting to happen that the bar keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there's no not some background things coming in, and you know there's all kinds of yeah pharmaceuticals yep. <laughs> helping that quote unquote you know. pharmaceuticals. Um, 
But I think that, you know, if we were going to go, like you, you show me, it's not too many of them or any, maybe. I mean, they'll dust me, but show me like world-class runner, world-class swimmer, doesn't, mm. you know, that doesn't eat a lot of carb. Oh, I mean, I know it's cliche at this point, but remember the stories about Michael Phelps? Like yeah. just the insane amount yeah. of food, in particular carbohydrates that he yeah. would take in during training. Yeah. Um, any runner I've ever known that has tried to go keto a distance runner that's tried to go keto has usually gotten hurt at some point, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So, I mean, that's a whole different. Yeah. Tangent there, but um, I, I just don't believe this whole, if anything, from like what I've seen, when you start to pound away at, at, at too much fat into the body, too many fats. Like I'm, I'm not saying, fat, oh my God, fats are bad. Don't eat them. Right. You know, but there is a line, you know, and what types of fats are you eating? Mm-hmm. You know, that there's, there's such, that's what people don't get too. Is like, there's a huge difference because there's a bunch of different types of sugars. Right. right? I actually so, wrote down, I was going to ask you, like, does the type like really matter? Or like if you will explain like why or how they matter. Well, people will like talk about fruit. Well, fruit's still sugars. Fructose is different than table sugar. You know what I mean? Like Chemistry time, folks. (laughs) Like I just don't get where we, like it's 2022 and like that's, that's nutrition. I don't know. Month one of a nutrition course in college. It's like saying like running a 5K and a marathon are the same because they're both long distance. It's like, no. Yeah. Wildly different. You know, eating fats from, you know, seed oils and things um, are going to be different than eating a ribeye. You know, talking about something that had a mother, animal fat, versus, I mean, nowadays, something that was basically built in a lab. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's different. It, it acts different on the body, and a lot of people don't understand that. You know, um, and you have to understand, like, if you're eating cookies to get your fat in, let me back that up. Because it depends. Is the is the Amish lady across the street making your cookie, or is the factory making your cookie? Because it's probably gonna have different ingredients. One's butter, one's canola oil. You know. Yep. Yeah. Um. So again, where your food comes from. Let's get on that for a second. That matters. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't understand that either. Where you get your food from matters. It is going to be completely different if you, um, if you've ever had like grass fed beef first non. Oh yeah. You can usually taste the difference mm-hmm. in it, right? Um, you can see a difference if you strain it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, look up like, like what we do is, you know, I think the beef we get, I think it comes 80, 85% is what their stock beef is when we get a quarter cow. And then we, um, we cook it, we drain it on a paper towel. Um, we put it in a strainer. We rinse it, you know, so all these things. And you should see, like, the amount of fat on it, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't. That's a little trick, by the way. You want to cut down your fat and turn your beef into closer to 90% when it's 80%. Um, now, again, I'm not saying, like, you can never eat that, a little bit fattier beef. Right. Um, but still, even eating something like that, just strain a grass-fed beef, pound of beef, and a naan, you know? Like... I mean, even what the fat looks like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Different. Yeah. The, it's, the meat itself will look different. Mm-hmm. The fat will look different. And um, There's free-range you know, free chicken mm-hmm. versus a 
called factory chicken or whatever. You get eggs from a grocery store versus like we get eggs from a guy in the gym mm -hmm. who has free range chickens. Mm -hmm. The egg's completely different. Oh, yeah. So your yolk is generally bigger. Um, the egg cooks different, tastes different, mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, I, and I see this with nutrition a lot, especially beginners in nutrition, where they eat something like, I'm not saying we don't do it either, but all their stuff is packaged in a sense, you know, like instead of buying sweet potatoes and grounding them up and uh, grounding them up, but you know, cooking them, I was trying to think, like, is pulp, there a recipe? Scra you... Scraping them out for, <laughs> yeah. for smashed up sweet potato. Um, they'll buy the prepackaged and we've done it. I'm not going to say yeah. we have it. They'll buy the, the prepackaged sweet potato and it takes, you know, four minutes to warm up and it's good to go. Mm -hmm. That's still better than, you know, not having a sweet potato. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's still better than having, um, I don't know, again, like chips or something, right. you know, or, uh, a cracker for your, your stuff. Um, but it's still not going to be the same as that. And it doesn't matter how they do it. It's not going to be the same. Right. You know, so like how you prep your food, how, where it comes from, all these things come into account and 80, 85% of the times I tell my clients it should come from almost like a whole food source. So, um, you got, you got someone here soon, don't you? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that's my, that's my fault rambling, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll cut it there and, uh, we'll, we'll pick up maybe another time on, some more nutrition stuff. So that's it for today.